Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm Jess. And I'm Regan, and this is You Pick, We Watch, the podcast where you pick the movie and we take a deep dive into it, learning everything we can about your recommendation. Today we're talking about the 2007 film, The Number 23. Um, I can't remember, had you seen this before? Yeah, once. Okay, alright, cool. Uh, before we get into it, though... um. Cruella. Have you seen the trailers for Cruella? Have we talked about this? Uh, yeah, I actually just saw it uh, yesterday. All right. First of all, isn't it amazing? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was kind of worried about uh, Emma Stone, but I really feel like she's going to pull this off. Yeah, me too. I was getting, for at least part of the trailer, I was getting like uh, Devil Wears Prada vibes from it. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's just because it mentioned like fashion or something, but eh, I don't know. Yeah, um, they have it categorized as a crime drama comedy. So isn't that that's kind of weird or funny just <laughs> because. Um, but it comes out to Disney Plus on May 28th with premiere access. So you have to pay, I think it's like 15 bucks to get the movie just like they did with Mulan. Mm. What are your thoughts on Disney's way of going about direct streaming versus HBO way of just like giving it for like a limited time for free. <laughs> well, I mean, I never like paying for anything when I don't have to. <laughs> so I'm leaning towards HBO as a, as like a business model. I'm sure it's better to like, <laughs> I don't know, wring more money out of people. Cause I think I, I don't know if this is right or not, but I think like, for Mulan, one of my friends paid like 30 bucks to get premiere access to that, which is that's a steep movie ticket right there. I think um, just the fact that HBO Max has all these movies, you know, being released on there for like a month or month and a half or something, that'll make more people want to get HBO Max subscriptions, which is better in the long term. So I'm thinking that's probably that's what gets my vote. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, I also paid the $30 for Mulan, but at the same time, I have a family of four. Mm. And to go to a theater to see something like that on day one would have cost me almost $100 after like food and everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> would it cost you 30 bucks for the tickets and then 100 bucks for popcorn? Yeah, exactly. Um, and we watched it on a projector in the house, so it was really nice, but I don't think I'm going to do it again, um, as much as I really want to for this. I'm hoping because it's May 28th that I'm going to get to go see it in the theater because my Regal is opening on the 12th of May. Very nice. So yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for that. I told my wife, I was like, every Thursday I'm going to a matinee movie. I don't even care. (laughs) There could be nothing out, and I will go see something. <laughs> hey, yeah, you got to make up for lost time. Yeah, and you never know when it'll disappear again. That's true. So, um, so this movie is has a book in it, and it has a book, and the person that wrote it, it has a pen name. So, 
if you used a pen name for your books, what would your pen name be? Brooks Regan to really confuse people. That's actually really good because it is like a two first name thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, mine, mine would be Hunter Rem- Remington because it sounds so rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is a pretty rich last name. Hunter Remington. Yeah. That sounds it's... like if a um like a country club hooked up with a yacht club, that would be its baby. Right? That's I once wrote me and my buddy wrote like uh we had a, an idea for a screenplay a lot like I don't know, fifteen years ago. And we had a name I think we had this name or like a similar name like this because we needed somebody that like sounded like they stepped off a yacht with those like Bermuda shorts and the sweater tied over them. <laughs> Leo from the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um so the movie is about Walter Sparrow and he becomes obsessed with this novel that he believes was written about him as more and more similarities between himself and his literary literary alter ego seem to arise so when how long in between your viewings of this movie oh, was there uh it's been a couple of years yeah mm-hmm. what was your initial reaction could you did you see what was coming um i think by the time you get into the last like third of the movie i kind of had an idea of what was coming um i don't know if i like outright called that Uh, i will say that we're probably going to get into spoilers so if you still want to watch this movie maybe pause the podcast now and circle back to it because i don't think there's a way we can really avoid talking about that no there yeah that's good call good call there is not a way that we can avoid this (laughs) um did you call the twist i did not and i like even when i rewatch it a bunch of times i'm like man they really make it kind of seem not him for a long time um but i i was the same way like probably in the last like last third of the third act when everything starts to like really come out you're like oh <laughs> yeah it's um, not at all like surveillance where it's like within the first five <laughs> minutes you're like oh yeah these guys aren't fbi agents <laughs> I was just going to say that's where I was leading into was like we recently watched surveillance, which, by the way, is performing insanely well for us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you knew so quick unless you were my mother. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like, so, yeah, I've seen this a whole bunch of times and I love I love seeing Jim Carrey in this role. I can't picture anybody else in this role at all. Yeah, I also really enjoyed um, seeing him in this role. I remember when this came out when I was in high school that uh, a lot of people were talking about really wanting to see it because I guess a lot of people I went to high school with hadn't seen like Jim Carrey in more serious roles. Yeah, I don't think he had done more serious roles. Like maybe Truman Show, uh, Man on the Moon. Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, Eternal. Was that after before this? Mm-hmm. Okay, I haven't seen Eternal Sunshine. So. Ooh, ooh, you should do that. 
it's one of those movies where I feel like I have to be in a heartbreak mood and I'm just not heartbroken anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, I'm going to, no, I'd say just try it. Just try it. All right. It's, All right. It'll surprise you maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know my wife's been trying to get me to watch it for a long time. I, um, I have had a poor track record um, recommending movies in the past like month, but I feel pretty solid about that. All right, all right, cool, cool, cool. Um, this I do think that at some points in the movie, though, it's a little hard to follow the story. Um, just the way that they, it's in the like the beginning of the third act, you don't know if like he's talking, if it's a monologue, if it's like a story. So like, there's some point in there where I was. Not this time, obviously, but like my one of my kids watched it because they're into like noir and uh, crime and thrillers and stuff. And she's kind of said the same thing. Like she had questions about like the plot and everything. See, that's actually towards the end. That's my biggest complaint is just the level of confusion that pops up during mm-hmm. the movie because like in the first half of the movie you you have a pretty good sense of what's happening but you're right once it gets to the back half the waters get a little muddied and you're not really sure what's going on or maybe why something's happening yeah i do enjoy how they use the dog as a catalyst for a lot of things um I just like how when the dog shows up, you know, like there's a change or like something that's it's an important plot point, but not like the dog isn't an important plot point. You know, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? <laughs> it is, but it isn't. Yeah. 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 Um, but these are the type of thrillers that I like. Um, no real jump scares, no monsters. Um, I kind of almost liken this to Shutter Island a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I this probably is my favorite kind of thriller. Like next to action thrillers, I really like psychological thrillers, which is exactly what this is. Yeah, agreed. Um, so this has a pretty small cast, and we've talked about Jim Carrey quite a bit. Uh, so I wanted to talk about the director of this movie, um, because his name popped up, and I was like, Joel Schumacher. It's like, why does that sound so familiar to me? Apparently, he's pretty famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, same thing. I heard his last, or I read his last name, and I was like, I know I've heard that before, and I know it's been like late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, what did you find out? Uh, St. Elmo's Fire, Lost Boys, music videos for Seal and In, In Excess, and uh, Lenny Kravitz. The Kevin Bacon version of Flatliners, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, 8mm, and Phone Booth, which I think was the last, like, really popular one to me before this one. Yeah. I actually really liked Phone Booth. Um, I did, too. Again, a psychological thriller, (laughs) action psychological thriller. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think what I most associate the name Schumacher with is the bat nipples on George Clooney's bat suit (laughs) and the horrible cheesiness of that movie. Yeah. And that's my favorite Batman. So (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, fair enough. Yeah. Um, have you seen Flatliners? Either they're the Kevin Bacon one or the remake they just uh, did. No. Me neither. And I like I wanted to watch the Ellen Page one mm-hmm. or Elliot Page. And but I'm like, man, I feel like I should watch the Kevin Bacon one because it's Kevin Bacon. I think so. I think the original is rated higher than the remake so that might be a good call and kind of like see what the differences are we could do a whole special episode on that yeah yeah we definitely can what i'm gonna add it to the because we we still have the wicker man and the wicker man remake on our special episodes okay so i'm gonna put um i'm gonna put uh flatliners on here there we go because i've always heard stuff about it but i've never Never watched them. Um, so, moving into trivia, if you weren't obsessed with the number 23 before, prepare to be now. Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, actually, I actually deleted like half my notes because they were just like tiny facts of like you know if you add this this and that it equals 23 in this movie and i was like oh <laughs> great 100 facts in that same vein yeah um what i thought was kind of funny and i and i am appalled by this though is that it was jim carrey was given a razzie for worst actors for like that year like he won worst actor huh. And, and I'm appalled because I think he did a fantastic job in this. He really committed to this. I don't think other actors might have. I uh, Yeah, I'd say he was probably one of the strong points of this movie. Absolutely. Um, be honest, after this movie, did you try to get your name to come out <laughs> to the number 23? While I was watching, I actually did that. And it came out to 22. Oh, mine did not. Mine doesn't work at all. Also, I well, they don't really explain, or maybe they just explain too quickly. I, I, it just there's a line in the movie which really hit me, which is that uh, professor, whoever, Danny Houston, saying like it's twenty three is like if you're looking for it, you're gonna find it. It's just that simple, kind of yeah. a thing. So I'm sure there's more. Like I could go out to like the tenth power of something and eventually get my name to you know total to twenty three, but yeah, it's I guess it's the amount of effort you want to put into it. Yeah, because during that same thing, I was I was saying this uh, to one of my kids. I was like, yeah, if you look hard enough and you like add enough things together. Yeah, you're gonna find that. Yeah, it's kind of like if you're looking for karma, you know then that's what you're going to find. I will say that there are a lot of coincidences. This is like coincidence (laughs) the movie. (laughs) Um, This one I thought was kind of kind of funny. Not funny, but like interesting. And I wonder if it I don't know if it had any basis for him to take this movie or if this is just coincidence. Um, but he claimed Jim Carrey claims to be obsessed with the number 23 long before being a part of it. And so much so that his production company is called JC 23 entertainment, which I didn't even know he had a production company. Huh. 
and it was coincidence that his father was an accountant and he played the saxophone like his character in the movie. <laughs> well, what if, what if this is actually a documentary about Jim Carrey <laughs> making a movie about a book that he wrote? That is a big that what is if. That is a big what Because there's, there, there's a little thing called murder <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> Also, add on top of that, Jim Carrey was paid exactly $23 million to be in this movie. Do you think that he that's what he asked for? Or do you think that's what they... Like, it was a joke. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but I can tell you what. I know, I can right? tell you with certainty that that's not a coincidence. Like, someone, whether it's the production company or Carrey himself they knew that number was going to be perfect. Right. Um, on top of that, this is the 23rd project for Joel Schumacher. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Why not? You know, on the DVD, um, it contains exactly 23 chapters. How about that? Okay, that one that, was on yeah, purpose. That, that was by design. Be, that had to be on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> That was just how it is. Um, so, really, this this whole uh, movie plot, uh, it actually is largely based on the philosophical writings of a guy named William S. Burroughs, who came to believe that the number 23 held myst- mystical significance after encountering it during significant moments in his life. Burroughs eventually wrote the screenplay The Last Words of Dutch Schultz around this concept in which he used the deathbed ramblings of mobster Dutch Schultz as a springboard for telling a story based around Schultz's life, which in Burroughs' vision revolved around reoccurrences of the number 23. Um, Are you familiar with William S. Burroughs? I don't believe so, actually. I've heard the name, but not familiar. Me neither. I figured you might be because you're more into like philosophical <laughs> stuff, like history and whatnot. Um, I want to see if anything pulled up for him. Uh, not a lot. Not not a lot at all. He died in 1997. Hmm. <laughs> um, it does look like he wrote. A lot of books, um, or sorry, a lot of movies back in like the 80s and the early 90s. Uh, what? Hang on. He died in 1997 and has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine credits post humus. Mm. How about that? I think, uh, Just a a bonus fact, Uh, Michael Crichton, the dude who wrote um, the books that would go on to inspire movies like Jurassic Park and Westworld, he he actually still has books, even though he's dead, he's still having like, I guess his son or family still publish like manuscripts that they find of his. So I think like after he died, they had at least like three novels published in his name. 
Yeah, he is a fantastic writer, by the way. Um, probably one of my all-time favorite authors. Um, he is very scientific sometimes. So, like, Congo is really hard hmm. to read um, just because of all the science that they put in it. But um, if you ever get a chance, I recommend Rising Sun, Airframe, and uh, I do recommend Congo. Because the book is like, I like the movie, but the book is <laughs> as is so often the case. Um, yeah, and you would be surprised at how much of his stuff has been turned into a movie. Yeah, I actually I was randomly just looking up that stuff. You know, when you're looking at movies that you don't think are connected, and then it turns out the same author wrote the books are all based on. He's like the the Stephen King of what he does. Yeah. And yeah, oh, Sphere. Sphere is another fantastic book. That's a book that you can actually like, you can follow the book and watch the movie, and it's almost identical. It's mm. fantastic. So, mostly I think because Michael Crichton is usually a producer on all his movies, um, and he has a lot of, he had a lot of say in his stuff. So, Highly recommend him go out and read. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, the DVD length, as it contains 23 chapters, it is actually one hour, 41 minutes, and eight seconds. 14 plus one plus eight equals. See, that was that was so, exactly one of the things I wanted to point out where it's like. It works, right? but it's like, that's a stretch. Like, you just need to add those numbers yeah. in the right way. It feels like painting a bullseye around the dart, you know? Yeah, and that's the other thing that, like, kind of got me, too, was, like, see how you can... I wanted to bring that one up specifically because they, like, force it, almost. Mm -hmm. Because they don't give you, like, a cipher that, like, a equals one, B equals two. I don't think they do, right? Nope. So they pretty much just make their own rules to make the number 23. Yeah, and it's like, I get it popping up places, but there is one, like the hotel's name, because like the O and the T was out, like O is this many, you know, this uh, number in the alphabet, T is this number, <laughs> when you add them together and divide them by this and multiply it by this, and it's like, you were doing a lot of math to make sure it equals 23. <laughs> It's like, how do you know? Like, can you tell this frustrates me a little? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get it. Because, like, totally that DVD link thing, I would have added like one plus 41 plus eight does not equal 23. Oh, darn. So, wait. Okay. So, one plus 41 is 42 plus eight is 50. Yeah. Right? And then you get 50, and then just like that line in the movie, five, five is, is just, just two plus three. Yeah, two but that doesn't three. change the fact that 50 is still 50. <laughs> no, I know, but see where they yeah. get that? No, because that's actually, yeah, that exact point in the movie just made me slap my own forehead because uh, <laughs> it's, it's like, it feels like a tangent to distract you from the fact that certain math didn't work out, you know? Like, oh, this equals 50. Yeah. yeah, but 5 is just 2 plus 3. Cool, but this still equals 50. Yeah, but 2 plus 3, 23. <laughs> or 32 is 23 backwards. And it's like, yeah, but that's 32, though. Yeah. 
I know that like the backwards thing was like something that got me too. I was like, it's shoehorning it. It's and, like I get it, so. but I don't want to. Yeah, like uh, just right. one more example of this. See, this one actually works all right. So the the hotel phone number, which is printed on the room keys, is five 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 twelve thirty two. And if you add each individual number together, it equals 23. I get that. When it's easy enough to like be a coincidence, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. But if you have to do like advanced math to figure something out. Also, everyone in this movie is way better than I am at math. Yeah, doing all this <laughs> math in their head. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Um, so, so... Other ones that I kind of like, though, like the film was released on February 23rd. Like, that's kind of cool. Do you think they I did think that so. on purpose? All right. Um, and like his they made his birthday, obviously, two, three. Like that was a given. They had to. Do yeah, that in the movie. I there was one really obscure fact of uh, Jim Carrey started like he was on Leno's show or something promoting the movie and he started talking about like the plot at like 12 23 or something in the morning or something like that and it's like uh I, mm, okay sure why not <laughs> oh that's so funny um do you know that robert de niro actually turned down the role of playing walter in this movie yeah really i did not <laughs> that, know that would have been i don't know a different flavor movie yeah there would have yeah. been more f-bombs <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know if i could see him because like as i watch this movie too there are moments where i catch pieces of jim carrey's other characters like uh, when he's running to back to the hotel in the third act and he has his arm, he's holding his arm and he like the one that he's not ho holding mm -hmm. is like kind of flopping. Have you seen Ace Ventura <laughs> when course. nature calls? Okay. So, you know, when he gets hit with the darts in his <laughs> oh arms God. and he's running around, like I caught that, like that was hilarious. Um, my wife was saying that she caught like glimmers of the mask, like his character in that. Um, I think that he just brings so much of his other characters into a character that he's playing that it's like, I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, is kind of nifty to see that. Um, this is this is also a forced one that they did. Um, when you first see the book, the number twenty three. First of all, did you think when this was happening, like, did you think that she intentionally, like, knew? Like, I know that you find out later that she didn't know, but when she got that book and like bought it for him i like i felt for most of the movie that she knew that he had done what had happened to him and she bought the book as like a way to like help him 
get over things. I don't know. I felt I always felt really like confused about that at first. Like, why did you even buy that book? I you yeah, know? I don't know. That goes back to the whole like fate versus free will kind of thing of this movie which uh, it's like the more they talked about the number 23 the more confused i became about what they were trying to do with it like i think he point blank asks like the professor like what is 23 god and i was like that's a strange sentence that is a very strange sentence yes yeah um (laughs) when i said that when i I said, asked you that. All I could think of was in the uh, screen <laughs> pitches when he goes, "What? Uh, why does this happen? So the movie <laughs> can happen." <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's oh. about right. <laughs> what is twenty three? Unclear. It's so <laughs> unclear. Okay. <laughs> Oh, number 23 is tight. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't catch on to the uh, the top secrets thing, though, for a long time. <laughs> until until the guy in jail actually said, said what it sounds <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, no, that was way over my head. I was too hung up on, like, <laughs> Topsy, what a dumb name. And he's like, yeah, I would have chose a better pen name than yeah. Top Secrets. And I was like, ooh, I'm the dumb one. <laughs> yes. It's funny because I feel like a lot of people in this movie I've seen in other, like, very small supporting roles. Like, the dude in jail was uh he played lucifer in the tv show supernatural for a couple seasons and then oh there's someone else i think danny houston who's the professor friend he's been in so many things and he i don't think i've ever seen him like star in a movie he's always just been like a minor supporting character and then i just recognized their son this time around as logan lerman and i've only seen him in like more recent movies as like a starring role i think percy jackson and the olympians or something like that like yep is he percy jackson well i could not couldn't i couldn't see that i've only seen that like once oh while we were watching it because you mentioned him my wife goes why are they involving their (laughs) son in this (laughs) (laughs) like let's go dig up this skeleton son i think he's just excited that someone else buys into it (laughs) you just need someone else to talk to about the number 23 that doesn't think you're batshit and like the kid starts to get all into it too did you know that Virginia Madsen and Danny Houston were once married in real life. Like, what's she doing with a man like that? <laughs> she is too pretty. I always try to think of like, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe when he was younger, he was a very attractive man, but I somehow doubt that. Yeah, he's a he's in Wonder yeah. Woman, right? He's the the Nazi yes. guy in Wonder Woman. Yeah. Who he played a red herring he in sure that did. movie? He's too. a good actor. 
again i again he's always yeah. like a supporting actor in some he's like a character actor at this point he's just very good at very specific roles yeah um speaking of red herrings that scene where after they find first of all what happens to the skeleton <laughs> unclear like and <laughs> and how did uh the wife and Danny Houston not get in trouble for oh, yeah. moving. Well, element. it's also like <laughs> when the uh, the dude in prison goes to jail for his prints on a murder weapon. It's like if I walked into my girlfriend's place and there was blood and a knife everywhere, I wouldn't touch anything because that's how you go to prison. Yeah. <laughs> you dummy. Exactly. <laughs> that's so that irritates me so much in movies. Like, why do people pick up yeah. things? <laughs> Um, crap! I feel like you asked me a question and I just forgot within the five seconds I was talking about. <laughs> I don't even know. I think I just like ran off. Like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. The the lady. Oh, there we go. Red herrings. Yeah. We we're talking about red herrings. Um, we're all over the place today. I'm gonna blame. I'm gonna blame <laughs> the day. <laughs> um. The when they're in the kitchen mm. and she's washing her hands and he's like, This is you and then they start like cutting back to like all the things that really make it look like her. Like the first time I saw this, I was like, I Oh actually... damn. <laughs> it was her. I actually love that part because <laughs> I was thinking that is actually a very great example of a red herring. Um yeah, because like all the supporting yeah. evidence makes it seem like, yeah, no, she's one hundred percent who's responsible and like who wrote this book and then surprise yeah and then she like she's the one that gets it like oh yeah it's so good um so i was just like kind of flipping through imdb real quick there's actually another movie that came out in 1998 called 23 hmm. um it is the synopsis is when an orphan carl cox and his friend david start breaking into government and military computers and acquaintance senses there is money in computer cracking and travels to East Berlin to try and contact the KGB. It looks like a German film and it was the kid gets like obsessed with the number 23 too and like conspiracies hmm. and stuff. It's a thriller drama. Oh, okay. I might have to try to find that. I I remember someone was telling me like back in 07 when that this had come out, like all the coincidences like they were seeing after like the they saw the movie, which again, if you're looking for something, that's exactly what you're going to find. But I feel like maybe just because I'm older, it seems a lot less like I really don't think I would go down this insane rabbit hole, like descent into madness, just finding out certain things equal the number 23. There is a huge rabbit hole. Uh, I tried to look up other mm -hmm. things about the movie, but all I got was conspiracies surrounding the number oh. 23. <laughs> um. Like, is the number 23 evil? And it is the list of the first evil numbers. 
Um, is it an angel number? Um, 23 is like just everything is about how it's good or bad and just weird and how people cling to it just like they talked about in the movie which I didn't realize how deep this went in real life I guess there are people out there yeah, that's that news to me though although I will say I looked outside um, and we have some fake flowers and uh, I see like there's two rows and there's two and then there's three right next to it and if, while you're talking I was like ooh don't like that <laughs> um here, here's one. There's a birthday paradox. In a group of 23 randomly chosen people, the probability is more than 50% that some pair of them will have the same birthday. Like, uh, a related coincidence is that 365 times the natural logarithm of 2, which is approximately 252.999, is very close to the number of 23 pairs, pair, uh, Pairs of 23 items, 253. Like, again, it gets into, like, real math. <laughs> mathy stuff. Um, but, like, they quote the Bible. They quote the Torah. They quote, like, all kinds of crazy stuff. So, if you're looking for, like, an afternoon to just get lost in conspiracies that don't have to do with, like, murder. <laughs> if you're looking for a slow into. descent into madness, try the number 23. Yeah. Um, what like blows my mind though is that it's on the list of like worst movies. Yeah, like, it, I don't this see is that far at from all. the worst movie I've ever seen. I was about to say oh, this absolutely. Is... We have seen so many worst movies, say, even this on is this so podcast. So far removed from teeth, it's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's definitely fun to think about and fun to fun to like watch and to see mm -hmm. like what could happen, you know. Um I just have like my, my budget in my opening weekend or yep, my uh I'm, I'm stuff all left. out of facts. Yeah, unless you want like 50 more facts okay. about <laughs> what equals the number 23 in the movie. <laughs> um So this had a budget of 23 million dollars. <laughs> I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 30 million dollars but we've already established that jim carrey was 23 million dollars of that do we well do we really think that the budget includes what people got paid oh geez we've never really i about that. i don't know actually because i hmm. but then I again it's like so. sometimes people get paid like royalties and stuff so part of their paycheck is after the movie releases but maybe he got 23 million up front but if that's sure. the case that's that's a hell of a lot of money to pay one person that's most of the production cost right there yeah and i don't think uh like the way they did some of the camera work and the filters and uh the special effects like when that girl drops in front of him like <laughs> that shit looks real man yeah well th that's the thing you just get very so... committed actors and hope you get it in one take <laughs> um 
So opening weekend was February 25th, 2007. It ended up only pulling in about $15 million, uh, half of its budget, which is not great. But just because a movie doesn't do well doesn't always mean it's bad. Um, I'll give you a list of people just were seeing terrible movies anyway in 2007. So the year started with uh, Night at the Museum, which probably released in December, actually. Um, Stomp the Yard. I mean, come on. What's that? Epic Movie, which is a spoof on epic movies. <laughs> um, Norbert, which was that Oof. Eddie Murphy yep. movie, I think. And then Ghost Rider came out the same weekend as number 23, which I think was a sleeper hit for a lot of people. I didn't think, I don't think people thought Ghost Rider was actually going to do well. And yeah. it actually did really well. Um, then you had Wild Hog. Yeah, I sure do. Do you remember that? Four old men passed their hmm. movie prime trying <laughs> to make a comedy. <laughs> Um, and then 300 came out in the middle of March. So it was. Oh, and then Spider-Man. Bonus fact. Did you know that 300 is the most gone to theater watched film of my life? Like that's the only movie I've gone back to the theater like three times to watch. Yeah. 17 year old Regan. Yeah. Who was very obsessed with history. Cool. was very into that movie. <laughs> Um, I'm sure 17-year-old Regan just liked <laughs> all the boobies. <laughs> well, they don't hurt. <laughs> um, and weird, awkward, just the I can't. There's certain scenes in that movie that I can't, oh you like. I don't know, like the whole thing with Lena Lena Headey, like. I mean, there's there's a lot we could we could have a whole episode talking about weird scenes in that movie, like the goat headed thing <laughs> that's like there for two seconds and is not addressed the rest of the movie. That's straight up not human. I don't understand that. Or the weird, the weird yeah. oracle thing. You those ancient Romans slash Greeks slash Mesopotamians, uh. They were just weird, man. I'm just gonna expand that statement to basically everyone before the time we're living in right now. Weird. Yeah. They were much freer though, I think. Like I feel like they were freer in a way and then also not free in a way. <laughs> also <know>? true. <laughs> that's like my whole that's my my like <laughs> They were freer right in some ways and uh, not in other ways. That hard to argue with that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Every come on, like uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but if I don't know, I think they were like they had just weird like like the like parties and just like they liked life. They mm. liked to celebrate life. There we go. But then, <laughs> but also had slaves. Very contradictory. So you know exactly. Um, so yeah, it was a weird, 
it was a weird year in 2007. And also the it made total, it only made total uh 35 million in the US and worldwide 77 million. So it did make its money back, but probably not. It's what funny because there there was a time, once upon a time, where like doubling your money that you put into a movie was like a success, but I feel like we're getting very far from that being the case. Yeah, because when every blockbuster makes quadruple the amount it like costs to make, it's, yeah, it skews everything. I'm sure there is some smart guy at like Princeton or Harvard or MIT that could like crunch all these numbers <laughs> and they would eat I, I was wondering where you were going with that and I'm so glad we landed there. <laughs> uh so now we've come to the part in the podcast where we give our final thoughts and you find out whether we give this movie two thumbs, uh two up, two down or anything in between that and it can be literally anything in between that. Um would you like to go first? <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> so that my my hesitation there is just because I have a lot of conflicting feelings about this movie. On one hand, I really like Jim Carrey, and I think that he also does a good job in serious roles. Um, I like the like voiceover narration of like when he's reading the book, and you know it shows scenes of what he's reading um because i'm a big fan of like detective stories and like old film noir movies like that um what i don't like is that the movie kind of gets it gets very confusing and it doesn't always feel like focused at times um i do like me a good descent into madness movie um and it does that aspect pretty well i just it it was so hard i'm i'm still a little stuck on what i want to give this as far as thumbs goes but i'll just say between um the confusion for like everything that was going on in the plot and also my soft spot for jim carrey i'm landing very close to very close to no thumbs so i have to give it a slight one thumb down just because <laughs> yeah yeah what? slight what? i don't oh even God. know if i want to go that far i i, I kind of want to keep it at no thumbs but i'm just thinking of like would i want to rewatch it after this viewing and i i don't really think so I am I am <laughs> so surprised. I am like this is the first time you've ever surprised me like that. With the exception of like the no thumbs yeah. from uh from Big Fish. This one like I really thought you were yeah, going to land the other so way. So I'll I'll just say like again, I kind of I like the style of the movie and like the the madness that he starts descending into but i feel like there are just moments especially towards the end where the acting just really doesn't do it for me and that is what's just tipping me over the edge of like eh not not as gr- great as i was hoping it'd be 
All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I'm like, I'm still shocked. But uh, I, I love this movie. I have seen this probably seven, eight times. Um, and I, I will watch it when anybody ever wants to watch it. Because I always try to look for mm-hmm. things that I missed the first time. And I'm not usually into like noir style movies. I know that that's your realm and you, you do a lot with mm-hmm. them, especially in your November film noir month. Um, but there's just some thing about that mo- this movie that keeps me coming back over and over again. And I just love, I really do love Jim Carrey in this. I agree though that it is it can get muddled but for me it tends to fall away because i'm so sucked into like this number 23 like madness descent i wish the scene showing where he wrote chapter 23 was a little different um but i enjoyed following that journey and then seeing how he got to where he was when the movie started um, and it actually like has a proper ending, which I appreciate very much. So, um, so I, I actually, I'm gonna, I have to go two thumbs up because I just, right I enjoy it that much. I will say that um, this is about to get into super spoilers here, but the rewatchability of that movie is is pretty good. I. I watched it the first time a couple years ago when I was watching it earlier today. I I noticed that a lot of things that I didn't like the first time around could be chalked up to the fact that you're seeing the story through the point of view of someone who is mentally ill in some unspecified way. And uh, I don't know. It's like just knowing that the story is being framed that way is kind of like, okay, so some things that didn't make a whole lot of sense beforehand make a little more sense a second viewing later yeah i agree with the rewatchability uh usually when you watch a movie that has a twist it's very hard to go back to just because you already know what's going on and if they don't do a good job of setting it up well and you're like well why am i watching this i already know what's going to happen um this one i think just i think it does enough where you can keep looking for all the other things and like the making the wife seem like the killer too like it still gets me this like every time i watch it i'm like wow they really like put all that in to throw you and i don't i just really i really like it so i think this is the first time in a while that we have disagreed yeah, uh, and again, much. it's it's like a soft one thumb down for me just because there's just a little bit more going against it for me than there is going for it, you know? Yeah, that's okay. That's what we talk about, like, movies. If oh, it's yeah. not for you, it's Absolutely. for somebody out there, you know? So um, let us know what you guys think. I'd be anxious to hear what everybody thought. Um, oh, well, I forgot to look at Discord, and I can't look at it on my phone. 
So while you're doing that, I'll just uh, one thing I forgot to mention earlier is I like how Walter, when he's like imagining the characters in the story, he like imagines people from his own life. So it's like a lot of characters or a lot of actors are playing two characters within the movie. I love that. I, I absolutely love that. Um, Fabrizia, though, that plays his wife, like, she looks like a completely different person. Yeah, in, no, uh, I knew that was the part. same actress and completely kept forgetting that because she looks so different. Yeah, I definitely, like, the first couple of times I watched it, I did not. Also, like, Jim Carrey's hair together, and his son's hair. So. I feel like every boy that I've ever known in the late 2000s had that haircut, except for me. My cousin did. Absolutely. I think it was, you know what I thought it was? Uh, David Beckham, when he was at his height hmm. in the United States, had long hair. It's, but it, it's like a, a weird long joking. hair where your hair like, is not like crazy long and it, it folds like around your head, kind of like an onion, you know? Like Bieber hair before that was taken off everywhere. Yeah, it's almost like, um, almost like feathered, <laughs> like of the eighties, yeah. but for men. Yes, very similar to that. Yeah. All right. So nothing new on Discord. Um. Just checking everything out. And... Oh! No, we do have something on Discord. Okay. So we have another recommendation recommendation from Chenti. This one is called Free Jack, which I need to put on the list. Before I go into the no. description, have you ever heard of it? All right. This is going to blow your mind because I am actually so excited for this. All right. Free Jack is a 1992 science fiction cyberpunk action film directed by Jeff Murphy and starring Emilio Estevez, Mick Jagger. Okay. Renee I'm, Russo, I'm pretty stoked Anthony about Hopkins. that just based off that um, description. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it didn't do the rest of it. Hang on. He recommended this after um, he heard our conversation about how we described or how Ooh, Mick Jagger Jareth. was supposed to be yeah. uh, David Bowie. Yeah. So he pulled that up. So um, this is it's basically in 2009 a super wealthy uh, the super wealthy achieve immortality by hiring bone jackers, mercenaries equipped with time travel devices to snatch people from the past just prior to the moment of their death for use as substitute bodies. Those who escape are known as free jacks and are considered less than human under the law. In this dystopian future, most people suffer from poor physical health as a result of rampant drug use and environmental pollution making them un unattractive as I love me some bodies. cyberpunk movies so I'm actually very stoked to check that right? out right yeah I am uh, 
it reminded me of that uh, Ryan Reynolds, Ben Kingsley movie, Selfless, that. that just came out a little while ago. I didn't see it either, but it's like same body thing, like okay. put your mind into a younger body. So I think this is going to be like <laughs> Emilio Estevez was in like some weird movies. So I'm ready. Um, so that was the only other recommendation in viewer mail this week. That's and right. now it's time to. Oh, wait, we're not picking this week because we are doing uh, WandaVision. That with is Matt right. Next week. So uh, you can let us know what you thought about WandaVision. That's going to oh, be so much oh, fun. Yes. Like, I can't wait to talk about it. I have many thoughts. <laughs> and of course, like it's been out for a while. So there's like always new things coming up. Like this is what that really meant. Or this is what I, you think it meant. I can't so. wait to look up stuff about that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be it's going to be so awesome. So all right. um, that's well, all for this week. Thanks for tuning in, Regan, you can take us out. Next week, we're going to discuss WandaVision. Remember, you can help select the next movie we watch by emailing the podcast at youpickwewatch at gmail.com. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, or Discord at youpickwewatch, where you can be part of the discussion about whatever movie or really whatever you want. Anything you want to recommend, we'll watch it eventually. <laughs> I'm Regan. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram <laughs> at author Regan Brooks. And I'm Jess. You can find me on Twitter at RadmanMal and in the Discord a lot. Um, it's fun to hang out and talk about stuff. And yeah, come join us. We have a great time. So uh, don't go looking <laughs> for the number 23 because you'll find it. And that's that's all we have to say about it now. <laughs> Oh, I almost stopped the clock just before we stopped, guys. I almost stopped it at 30, uh, 23 <laughs> seconds. So I'm going to let it go are. for a minute. And there we go. All right, guys.